Hello and welcome to the Peterborough Podcast. I'm Kev Lawrence and I've been presenting breakfast radio shows in the city since the late 1990s. And I'm John Baker and I've been a local journalist in Peterborough for not quite as long. So each episode... For as long as it takes, we will talk about things going on in and around our city, the beautiful city of Peterborough, from politics to posh. If it's in the news or on our radar, we may well talk about it. We're going to be honest. We're going to be relevant. We're going to be positive. This podcast, as we say each week, it's not about holding people to account or slagging off the city. This is about just being informative and above all about being local. And a reminder, if you would like to comment about anything that you hear us talking about, the best way to do that, the best way to contact us is via my PCR email address, which is kev at pcrfm.co.uk. So on the show today, John, we have... Well, we're going to be talking about homelessness in Peterborough City Centre specifically. We're going to be having an interview with somebody whose show, whose set recently attracted apparently the biggest ever crowd to charters. It's two months until we go to the election booth until we vote so there's something there that you need to bear in mind and a little video as well that has been on social media that has got us all seething and i'll get to that later on so is that the rant that's the rant the rant yes littering is another clue to the rant which we'll come on to i could rant about (laughs) many many things on my little soapbox but that's the one this this time before we start the podcast today i want to say hello to somebody i bumped into who listened to it by chance and said it was really good she said she really liked it Uh, i had a meeting with some people from shaman quinney who are our local estate agents um and i want to do a big big shout out to hannah hannah herbert who said that she found the podcast but almost by accident scrolling through facebook uh, we love peterborough um, posted it um, and talked about it and she's oh, i'll click on that she said i clicked on it and i loved it peterborough people talking about peterborough and she's really into a podcast so oh, uh, thank you hannah a regular listener thank right. you hannah and thank you susan for putting it on yeah of course, for, for, for pushing it for us yes Let's get into it then. Homelessness, um, it's a really big subject to tackle. So where do you want to start? Well, I I think I'm starting at the piece that appeared on the Peterborough Telegraph recently, uh, written by the local democracy reporter, Joanna Taylor. And the headline was that the public are naive to hand out cash to the homeless, uh, Peterborough City Councillor says. And that Peterborough City Councillor was John Fox, a long-standing councillor, obviously, for Peterborough. Um, very popular. And really, what it comes down to is um, the, the, the fact that it isn't necessarily helpful to give money to people who are, who are begging. This was said in a recent meeting. Um, the best way to help those people, if you want to support rough sleepers is to donate via the Safer Off the Streets campaign. But it can be pretty difficult sometimes. And we see them, I walk into into the city very very often when I walk into the council offices, right through the centre. And there are um, a lot of them. um, Apparently, even though the council uh, is doing well in tackling it, uh, apparently Peterborough has the highest rate of rough sleepers in the region. Um, in the east of England, that is. Uh, the charity found that there were an average of 36... This is shelter, I should say, charity. Found that there were an average of 36 people sleeping on the streets on a given night last year, more than anywhere else in the region. Do you know, when I hear that, 
I really feel quite sad about it. Can you imagine what life must be like for a homeless person, for someone who is a rough sleeper? Homelessness is devastating. It's dangerous. It's isolating. I read that the average age of death for people experiencing homelessness is 46 for men and 42 for women. People sleeping on the street are almost 17 times more likely to have been victims of violence. More than one in three people sleeping rough have been deliberately hit or kicked or experienced some other form of violence whilst homeless. So I guess we need to look at the causes of homelessness. And also, I know that, that we're going to have spend some time talking about all of the different charities and, and support groups that are there trying to assist and trying to get rough sleepers off the street. And now you work for the council, and I know that you'll know a lot about the work that goes on within our council to try and get many of these rough sleepers off the streets, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lots of work done within the council, uh, regular checks on people. The council officers go out four or five o'clock in the morning and try and help them when they are uh, on, on the streets. And I've also uh, been to the garden house run by the Light, Light Project Peterborough uh, by Stephen Pettican, who does a great job. Amazing All, work. Yeah. Stephen does amazing work. He does. And... It's it's it, amazing work. It's multi-agency, so the people are, who who do go there uh, are helped in a number of different ways. But a lot of the times, it, you know, it's it, it's a bespoke service. People need different things. Some of them might not speak English. Some of them might not have any money whatsoever. Some of them um, because you, you you think to yourself, what sort of things they need? Well, one of the things they often need is a mobile phone communication. And yet, actually, people think, oh, we should give them food, give them money, etc. It's very difficult. It, it is really, really difficult. But where are you on this? Would you give someone who you think is a rough sleeper or homeless cash? Or do you think, do you agree with that person that, that, that kicked this conversation off, that you shouldn't, that that doesn't help them? Um, I think it's often quite difficult to re- to not give them money if they ask for it. I mean, I would always prefer to, if I can, you can donate through, uh, say, for the streets, we've said that, but that, that's not immediate, is it? When a person's in immediate need of something, and it's very difficult to say to them, um, no, I'm not going to give you money. Now, you could just walk by, obviously, and, and ignore I'd like them. To, I'd buy them a cup of tea, mm. buy them a cup of coffee, get them tea, a bit of food. Get them a bit of food. Um, those are the immediate solutions, one would think, especially on the, you know, look at the weather at the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, when it's cold at night. So, in terms of the causes of homelessness, people become homeless for lots of different reasons. There are social causes of homelessness, such as a lack of affordable housing, for instance, poverty and unemployment, life events which push people into homelessness. People are forced into homelessness maybe when they leave prison, care, maybe when they come out of the army. Many women experiencing homelessness have perhaps escaped a violent or abusive relationship. I think often, if you imagine losing a job or starting to get health or physical problems, can force you onto the streets. And it's heartbreaking when you dig into some of these stories. But I guess the reason behind this conversation is just to to talk about it, because there is another angle here. The more people on the streets in Peterborough sleeping rough, that doesn't do any favours for the economy, the nighttime economy of the city. And I know it sounds a little bit heartless to say it, but there are people put off going out into the city centre at night time because of how many rough sleepers there are. 
it's 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 been a way a difficult thing to confront and to say out loud but it's true it's what people are thinking and feeling it's definitely true it's definitely true and uh not just in the city center for example sometimes i've i've come out of the the railway station and immediately right in front of you in in, in a hotel there just outside there are people there so it's not the greatest first impression in that way as well i mean it it's it is tricky Uh, they have to want to also help themselves and unfortunately some people almost become used to living on the street and can't get out of that that pattern that routine it's a cycle they're stuck in yeah, yeah. uh and uh, yeah it, it isn't and and obviously we would all like to see these people help but the the, the, the key is from them having to help themselves as well and that's often the trickiest first element to to change the light project then we've mentioned them already do amazing work to help rough sleepers before we sort of finish this segment on our podcast today what other groups would you think that that we should be mentioning here that that help well there are many um hope into action is another one we have the soup kitchen which which you know obviously get provides hot meals um and if you go on the safer uh safer off the streets website you will see uh, a list of many of the the charities and and groups that that, that help out um it's it's it, you know you mentioned about whether whether we should give money or not i mean i i it wasn't so long ago that on christmas day um we me and my daughter was talking about it and we decided to go out and help remember you mentioned uh, on yeah, christmas day I'll, itself I did. well I'd, where did you go what did you do um we went out into the city center and it was freezing cold about six o'clock at night and i just i'd just eaten and drank more than enough and just thought you know what we've got some change and we went out and just gave about 20 30 pound out and i knew it was technically the wrong thing to do but who's going to be helping them on that day Mm. you know everything's closed isn't it i don't and i don't say this to be some sort of hero or anything like that but it's 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 you know, my, my daughter said it's her, it's her favourite thing that we did over the entirety of Christmas, so it's worth doing. So, still to come, we're going to talk about voter ID at the elections that are going to be happening locally in the next few weeks. We'll also hear John's rant about litter on the parkways of Peterborough. But right now, we've got a very special guest. So, John, who have, who have we got and, and why have we invited them onto our pod this week? Well, we've got Zed, one of the guys behind Eclectic Ballroom. People all know they're one of the premier entertainers, I would say, in our city. And they've just held a, a brilliant set, which I'm sure Zed will tell us a lot more about. I've known him a long time, too long, perhaps. Um, <laughs> uh, he's a great guy. Um, and, yeah, I'm delighted to ha- have him on the show. Welcome, Zed. Ed. Hello, good morning. Big, big build up there, huge build Thank up from John. Thank um, you, John. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be a very worthwhile guest. Maybe we, we'll start off by talking about your recent um, performance at Charters. Uh, tell people listening all about it. Uh, so we had uh, the formidable Huey Morgan from the Fun Loving Criminals and BBC Six Radio uh, attend the event on Saturday. It was absolutely sold out. Um, and if you go online to the eclectic ballroom um you'll be able to catch most of the footage and the images which are pretty spectacular um we've been working on trying to be bring um top quality music to the city for a very long time we've been going for 10 years and um in that 10 years we also actually a bit longer 2006 2008 so it's a little bit longer than that 
But in that time, we worked at Glastonbury for 10 years. We worked at Secret Garden Party, the big chill festival. We've warmed up for people like Roy Ayres, Candy Stan, Khalees, Tiny Temper, Blam B. Uh, just to name a few, the list goes on. I mean, it's, um, it's quite an extensive list. We, even, even I sometimes pinch myself and say, did we actually do that? But it happened. And, um, oh, and we should yeah, come in, let me come in here, Zed. It, it should yeah. be pointed out that, that basically you're a DJ and, and you play yeah. disco, funk, house, soul, jazz, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a little bit different to your normal um, DJs in the city. We try, I mean, I'm not going to, we try and, we've got a bit Go on, blow your own trumpet. Go on, no, blow it. No, <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody, because DJs very much, um, we we've all have our own particular style. And um, and sound, and that's the thing. That's what we pride ourselves in on our sound. That it's quite different to everywhere else. There's only other few people that I would say are you know that we play alongside that really match us. And that's DJs like Pat Edwin and Mark Goodlick, who are legends of Peterborough. Pat does a night on charts called uh, Beats on the Barge, which is worth checking out. We're at Queen's Head every Saturday. Um, then in Cambridge, now we're looking at moving to Manchester and London as well. So things are really expanding. Pretty quickly, but yeah, I mean, the whole point is to bring good quality acts to the city. I've been listening for years. Nobody ever does anything here. And we're just, like, just let me come in here. Let me come in. When yeah. you say no one ever does anything here, yeah. you'll have the likes of Steve Jason saying, hang about, you know, I, I bring acts to my venue. Um, I know he's got Kenny Thomas later in the year coming to the Crescent. That's, isn't that as a, yeah, that's at the Crescent. And again, that's a, that's a different pace, isn't it, of uh, entertainment. But we've got to be careful when you say no one ever does anything. I, well, I don't well, want, do you know what I mean? We don't get complaints. Yeah, I'm just confirmed. No, 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 there's no complaints. Obviously, <laughs> this is stuff that we hear yeah. all the time. Yeah. Nobody. So you've got to remember there's two different cultures, isn't there? You've got your live music and then you've got your DJ culture. And in Peterborough, DJ culture is something as a uh, dirty cousin you hide under the stairs because all we ever seen is um, and again i'm going to say something controversial here which which you know john knows i'm not shy of saying covers bands playing other people's records with no creativity and fear of playing their own music and it's so sad you know we have such great talent in this city but it's marginalized by people saying no we want you to play sex on fire or we want you to play this or we won't play that because that's what the crowd wants so i'm very surprised that people still hasn't had a band rise up from you know our culture that hasn't taken in the charts why is that and it's the same with other things so i mean you know i look at the entertainment landscape and i say to myself man we've got such talent in this city that could be writing its own music releasing it and be holding its own against cities like cambridge who have artists coming out i mean we play in cambridge and there is a distinct difference of dj culture and live music culture that they've got the coin exchange um, which has great acts there all the time, and people travel from people to there. And our theory is, why if people are willing to jump on a train and go to London and spend 150 quid in a day, then we can bring those acts to Peterborough right on your doorstep uh, for an age group from sort of like 35 to 55, which is my demographic. Um, and you know, it cuts out the travelling and everything. Said, so, so let me come in. The band yeah. that I think of when I hear you say what you just said is is Dave Smith's Austin Gold. They are brilliant live, and and they're on the up. They've got this new um, music coming out. Could they be the the band that break the mould and, and get I chart mean, success for Peterborough? To be fair, there's also Adam Leon as well, who's writing his own music. Who's part of Austin Gold, and um, Adam, I've known Adam for years, um, but. My point being that there isn't enough of that going on. There isn't enough creativity. I mean, Ostrich actually have um, a lot of live bands that are playing their own music as well. But, I mean, that's the only venue I can think of in Peterborough that really has 
sort of like cutting edge sort of bands coming in. I mean, I was in there one evening on a Tuesday, they had a band from America, and they were phenomenal. But the point being that our culture is unserved in the city is the point that I'm trying to get to. The culture is unserved. That's a big call. John, what comment yeah. would you have on that? Well, uh, Zed knows his stuff. Uh, he does know his stuff. Um, uh, and it Do is you sad. feel underserved culturally? And not necessarily, but then I don't go out entertainment-wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, but but I, I think what's what's obvious is there could be more. There could be more. One of the things that we've spoken of before is that there could be more venues to host these things, and that's yeah. something that the city is is definitely crying out for. When you're looking for a different venue, something fresh and new, that might be something that the city is lacking you you said that to me before well, maybe it? just before before you comment on that peterborough's pubs mm-hmm. work so damn hard to provide venues for all these brilliant live bands who want to go out and perform live now i guess the downside is that the pub landlords or landladies want these bands to play the cover hits which is what Zed, the point Zed was mm-hmm. making it's not fresh original music but it is entertaining is it, a def- is it a tough kind of line to, to cross? I mean, Zed, you're making out, you think the band should be given more creative space to, to perform their own original well, I music. Think, I think there's a band form because it wants to play other people's songs. Well, I mean, bands who like is performing that, that music... The I mean, is I that the existence of their, uh, their, the antitheses of their soul that they want to uh, play other people's music? Or do, should they have the guts to go out there and say, well, we've wrote this song, we want to play it to you? What would be the response to that? The band, people, I think, which is what I've heard from loads of bands, it's soul-destroying. But the, the argument isn't about the bands, it's about the culture. Paul the Henderson, culture. Paul Henderson, the Bowie tribute guy, he, sp- he makes a living and spends his life performing Bowie's music. Absolutely fine, but there should also be a balance of natural talent versus whatever else the people want. At the yeah. end of the day, you go to one bar... And you hear Sex on Fire by one band, and then you go to another <laughs> song. I take your point, and listen, yeah. deep yeah. down, I totally and utterly agree with you. Uh, yeah. and it, well, I don't know what down. the answer is, though. What's I the think, answer? I think, I think what the, ter- the terminology you've used is a beat down. The point that you have to say, if you see something and it's just like, Jesus, could we not move on past this? You've got to call it out. You've got to say, there should be a venue. Like I said, the ostrich, for me, you go in there and you catch a band and they're not playing covers. They're playing originals. And that, for me, you go in there, even if they're good or they're bad, the point is, that's how you move culture forward. A culture is served by arts, music, fashion, yeah? Uh, or style, let's say. And those things have been drained out of the city since, I don't know, the 90s, if I'm honest, because of the way the clubs have closed down, the clothing shops are all gone online. There's no people milling around with each other. You used to go to Miss Pears in an afternoon and meet so many different people in the afternoon in the city, just hanging out on a hot day, and you'd get to know so many faces, so many people. I think we've detached ourselves from human connectivity. Let me let me come in and try and give you a positive angle on this. Then I mean, Cambridge, Cambridge, right? Cambridge has a thriving university culture. Of course, you mentioned. Uh, the junction, the, the, the corn exchange. There are yeah. there are venues in Cambridge that we yes, don't have. Si- we don't have similar venues. In no, we don't but have those, but we have a, a university that will yeah. thrive and maybe will revive the nighttime culture in the city as the years well, go by. Maybe okay, more venues okay. will spring up. Okay, but the problem is again, you're looking. You're talking about culture as a, a blanket, which sort of like. Uh, services everybody what happens within all cultures is you have a subculture and the mainstream culture the mainstream culture in Peter is on Broadway with the 
bars that are down there. And the subculture is someone that goes to the ostrich or looks for a smaller venue that's playing music that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. So you have loads of subcultures in Cambridge and the commercial culture that sit alongside each other. Uh, and what we're talking about in Peterborough is dance music culture as a whole has never really taken off because I think either the council fear it. I mean, they did an event on the embankment. Kudos to them, actually. They did an event on the embankment with Mambo's last summer which was fantastic they had roger sanchez and other big name djs play there so that was great and more of that stuff needs to happen but we need a music venue in people where we can book artists that we have to travel to go see and that's my point Why does, does the met lounge is that does the met lounge not service that as a venue no not at all not at all he has his own style we have our own style remember that it's all down to taste and style yeah. and within mm. the market everybody has discerning factors which they like or dislike i was told by steve jason and i'm, I'm gonna you know, not to call him out, I love Steve Jason, but he told me that what we were trying to do would never work. I could tell you 300 times from the weekend, it just works. Um, okay, Zed. Um, what have you got coming it's up? It's a great debate, it's a great subject, <laughs> and I love well, Zed's well, passion. Well, you, know, you, know, you know, I'm really into bringing something to our city, not just me, everybody else that's out there. Think a little bit bigger. Why are you always thinking that people, people don't want to do something? They do want to be entertained. Everybody wants to be entertained. But you've got to give them something that's going to excite them. You can't say... All right, well, listen, you've got to give them something that excites them. So what have you got coming up in the next month or two that will okay, excite So uh, I'll tell you what we've got coming up for the next uh, six months, if you want, because we only do three events a year at Charles, and then we're everywhere else and festivals and stuff, you see. So, um, so next event we've got on the 26th of... At Charters is Natty Campbell and Reggae Roast, who are part of the Notting Hill Carnival. So they're bringing their distinct flavour of reggae and roots to Peterborough. And they've just been on the Huey Morgan show. So if you want to listen to them, just type in Reggae Roost, Huey Morgan, and you'll be able to listen to their block party remix that's on there. And uh, looking further ahead, uh, I mean, we, we want to bring people like Massive Attack, Tim Burgess from the Charlatans, Groove Armada, Jazzy Jeff. Craig Charles, we want to bring them here. I've got options on all these people to get to be well, I've got a venue. Well, okay. Yeah, I think that's started a big subject, yeah, hasn't it? it venues has, needed. Yeah, venues needed. Well, thank you, Zed, as ever. Illuminating, controversial, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Never short of anything to say. No. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, Zed. No. Speak to you soon. All right. Take care. Good to hear, Zed, and I think he definitely opens up a big conversation about venues. Steve Jason and others if you want to have your say on this this subject on our podcast please do get in contact with us i don't think what zed was saying was was anything that a lot of people don't actually think and feel honestly absolutely I, I he makes a that. good point i absolutely think that uh, where would you go if you were a student at the university that's what i'm thinking to myself and and i i don't know because um but there's pubs that I'm play a, you know, have oh, cover are. bands and I'm an old, that play I'm sex an old, on fire but I, i'm an old fart so i don't know what people are thinking at the moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but in um, terms of a venue that has bands on stage playing their own stuff like discovering new artists is not something that's going to happen in peterborough anytime soon and i think zed's point is he would love a venue or two to be there for these bands these up-and-coming young artists that can perform locally and be discovered locally to then go on and have commercial success and also obviously for dj sets as well that's his thing that's what he would like to see more of as well so let's wait and see if anyone gets in touch with us bring back ronaldo's that's an old nightclub from back in the day shanghai sam's the wayward frog we could go on and on hey um we've got your rant still to come we're going to talk about voter id in a moment i've been contacted by john scorrowcroft 
He's from John Thurston and Son Fairs, and he's asked me to mention that the Peterborough Mart Fair is happening uh, in March, 16th of March until the 2nd of April. It's going to be open every day, weekdays, 6 till 10, weekends, 2 till 10. Cheap night is Thursday night when all rides are £1.50, and that's Pleasure Fair Meadows Car Park from Thursday the 16th of March the fun fair on in town excellent and uh, I would say that politics is a kind of roller coaster wouldn't you haha ha. see what it did there dreadful is this voter ID firstly when are these elections happening uh, the elections are in May this year May the 4th the, the local elections local elections across the country yes so uh, Peterborough City Council will be one of the places and there's something votes. in the news about voter ID you need to actually have a um, photo ID on you when you go into the booth to vote. Right? Yes, you do. Uh, for for this election, the first election, from from here on, electors will be required to show an acceptable form of photographic ID uh, to cast a vote in a polling station. A new requirement under the Elections Act 2022. So you might guess driving license, passport, those sort of things. Um, that will be acceptable. There's a whole list of them on the peterbrett.gov.uk website. And if you don't have an acceptable form of photographic ID, you can apply for a voter authority certificate, which is really quick and easy. Again, you can apply for that on the same site. So it's, it's really a, um, a national campaign, even though the local elections is a national campaign to make people aware of this. We don't want people turning up at the polling stations and then not being able to vote. So you will see posters, you'll see social media about it. And it is important that if you want to vote and have your say, you do need to have that ID with you. Okay, sounds like you've done a little John Baker political. Yes, completely neutral, obviously, um, yeah. uh, when it comes to, 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 to policy. And interesting <laughs> this year, of course, we have a new um, leader of the Labour group uh, for Peterborough City Council, that is Dennis Jones, after Shaz has, has left now. So it it's going to be, be interesting. an interesting time election, when the local elections come round. Election nights wow. are always, always interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, on to the rants. Um, we, we have spoken, this is our third podcast. And we have spoken about um, littering, I think, in the first podcast for a bit. It is, of course, something that annoys all of us. But we saw this video on social media. Was it the Peterborough Telegraph who did it? Yeah, posted on Twitter originally by at I Peterborough, who showed fast food cartons and other rubbish thrown onto the grass at the edge of the A47I bypass. So it's, it's the parkways that somehow seem to just collect litter. And this video showed... A moving car with a camera filming the side of the parkway Mm. and it was just litter after litter after litter fast food takeaway wrappings but not just that all all manner of litter it's so what's it, your rant? You've got 30 seconds to rant away, John. I, I just get wish, it off your chest. I, I get it off my chest. I just wish that people would have um, maybe a plastic bag in their car. So if they do have rubbish, why don't they put it in the plastic bag? And then when they get out of their vehicle later on, put that in the bin. Rather than just opening up their windows and tossing out their detritus and garbage onto the sides, which is very difficult to clear. You can't just close the road to clear it. It's, it's pointless. It's damaging to animals. Um, let, me, let me come here on that and on that one the impact on wildlife i've read about it it is very hazardous there's there's more than one way that litter is hazardous to wildlife animals can get their heads stuck in jars or cups that smell like food if they can't get the container off the lid they may suffocate or starve to death broken glass can lead to cuts that may get infected animals can also get stuck inside of plastic bags or pl- plastic six-pack rings for instance 
tangled in in string or, or in netting it is an awful thing for wildlife and and i i, I would share your anger but well, t- people who listen got- think about what you're doing two other things as well a it costs us money to have it cleared up so that is our council tax potentially increasing because of it and the second thing is i actually confronted somebody who littered the other day in the you sense didn't. i did he was riding a bike and he dropped a packet of walker's crisps sorry walker's other crisps are available he just jumped the, yeah, jumped the crisp bag so i picked it up and i said to him shouted at him um i'll just pick this up shall i and he said yeah thanks mate and then i said something very naughty to him uh which i will not say on here but it it was an oath so did he care no not at all he has not at all in fact he loved the fact that somebody was doing it for him i nearly wanted to throw his bike into the knee but that's another type of littering isn't it so <laughs> i wouldn't really have solved anything then would i uh, i mean i would never condone confronting someone doing it um oh i'm so sorry from a perspective of you don't want to get in a fight with someone but i, I couldn't agree more with how annoying people who litter is and when i saw that video and just saw how contaminated the parkway was it was the a47 soap parkway yeah. it just made me equally angry as you yeah and, and i don't know i don't know what I've no, my shoulders I mean, with, we've how we've do you stop people from spoken doing about uh, uh, trying to get the fast food uh, companies involved themselves um ultimately it isn't their fault they all have dustbins outside it isn't their fault maybe they should have more responsibility about clearing up but uh, it, you know, it's the it's it's the jerks who are, who are doing it that that are really the ones to blame, isn't it? We're out of time. We end on a rant. And on a rant. Thank I you so say much. Give them something they want at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's tuning, tuning into our, our podcast, this Peterborough podcast. We're going to do it every fortnight. We welcome guests. If you've got an idea for a guest or an idea for a talking point, you can email me, kev at pcrfm.co.uk. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm on TikTok. Uh, if you search for FYI Peterborough, you will be able to find some of my videos. There's highlights from this show and from previous ones as well other videos from across peterborough i did go to the uh, recent U- ukraine vigil in in the cent- city center and also fyi peterborough.co.uk that is a new events website that i have set up take a look at that it is something different it's very much in its embryonic stages but it is something you can screen for events by the type of event but also for access so if you are you have a disability if you want to be able to take your your dog to an event um, if you are searching for vegan food if you're concerned about covid particularly covid safe events take a look on there you can screen for those events and you can input your own events all free of charge sounds great fyi peterborough.co.uk that's the one and on tiktok search for fyi peterborough and now please do recommend us you can review us you can find us on all of the usual places for podcasts including spotify apple and anchor and we will be back in a fortnight cheers